It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Yay, Networks. What sweet little voices to kick off our sweet little Valentine's Week episode of Love Letters to Kelly. Thank you so much to Laura Campbell, who sent that in. She said, this is my five-year-old granddaughter, Penelope, and her sister, Hattie Drew, who just turned three. We've listened since my kids were small. And we have met you several times when you were doing appearances. Love you. Oh, Laura, thank you so much. And I can't wait to meet little Penelope and Hattie Drew. Wasn't that cute, Robert? Yeah, you remember Laura, right? You remember me? Absolutely. (laughs) Always my favorite. No, I do. If I can see your face, I'd probably be able to put two and two together. But Laura, thank you so much. Robert, happy Valentine's week. Oh, happy Valentine's week to you as well. Thank you all for joining us. And Robert, why don't we get started with the first love letter to Kelly? It's our podcast anniversary. It's one year. We it's, started you, last Valentine's. Robert, that's right. Yeah. That's I can't believe right. you forgot our anniversary, Kelly. I did. Well, we, yeah. Well, in a, in a few days, it would be. That's absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. We started around Valentine's, like February 13th or something. Yeah, our 50th episode is this How one. about that? Well, if I had a glass of champagne, I would cheers to you, Robert. And cheers to everyone for being a part of this fun ride with us. One whole year. I can't believe it. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I've been in a relationship for six years. It started when I was 18, and I'll say he's a little bit older than me. We do have an 18-month-old son together. I did have a rough pregnancy, delivering at 24 weeks. I'm not sure if this is part of my mental issues going on. Anyway, the last two months, I've been thinking of leaving. I don't want to leave my family, but at the same time, I do. I'm very confused, and to be honest, I have been talking to other people, and I don't really feel too phased about it. I did tell my man that I felt like leaving or taking a break, but he doesn't believe in breaks. I mean, I feel like my hesitance about this relationship should answer my question, Gabby. Well, Gabby, I mean, I think you it sounds to me like you're overwhelmed, especially I don't know if your child, you know, after surviving such a premature birth, maybe has ongoing issues. I don't know. You don't talk about that. But just having, you know, I remember as a single mom with my toddler and I had a a full time nanny that helped me because I was working and it was just a lot. And I still needed, you know, time for myself um, just to regroup, even if you can't like go off for a week, not like that, but you need something for yourself, kind of like a mental brain break. I don't want you just to abandon your family. I don't like the fact that you're talking to other men and that you're, you don't really care about it. That says to me that you're going through something mentally. Um, I'm not calling you mentally ill. I'm just like, you're going through a phase of depression, of exhaustion, of confusion. And before you start tempting fate and risking having an affair because that's a lot of damage it's really hard to undo yeah i would talk to your husband about your feeling very frustrated exhausted hopeless helpless whatever adjectives it is 
or adverbs. What is it? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> you're the <laughs> English adverbs. major. That's right. It's like, mm. Anyway, um, however you're feeling and get help. Talk to your, your regular primary care physician, your pediatrician, your gynecologist. You'd be surprised at how much they understand and they've heard these stories from, from moms who have gone through these same frustrations. And they're is therapy there are temporary or permanent medications you might need to be on but please exhaust all those possibilities before you have an affair and leave your family i'm not saying that you absolutely 100 percent have to stay married till death do you part because you promised i'm not saying that but i am saying look at all the other options before you blow up your family and please don't have an affair first. Let's leave the marriage with dignity if you're going to leave and leave it with your self-esteem intact and without the guilt of of that on your plate as well. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I'm writing about my brother. He is 25 and I'm 23. Although I've always felt like the older sibling because he is on the spectrum and has cognitive deficits from strokes at birth. Hmm. He recently started dating a woman that's 42. They met at work. She has two kids from two previous marriages. She treats my brother poorly. She drinks and drives, uses her child support money on tattoos, got my brother fired from his job of two years, and she's made fun of his deficits before. She is very on again, off again with my brother. Some days she's out of the blue, tells him, I'm a loser, you don't deserve me, and breaks up with him. Then other days she says she wants to get married next summer and wants to reverse her tubal ligation. Oh my. Kelly, this relationship has done a number on my brother, and he doesn't have the cognitive ability to see it, even though I try to point it out to him. My parents think he needs to figure it out on his own, but I don't think he will. His personality has changed, and it's tearing my family apart. Do you have any advice to offer me on this tough situation, Lexi? Well, Lexi, even if he didn't have the cognitive disorders, a lot of times you do have to just let people, like your parents said... At some point, he's a grown adult, and you're not going to be able to be there to protect him all the time. Your parents aren't going to be able to protect him. He's going to have to learn how to deal with relationships. Now, could this woman wreck him? Yeah, financially ruin him? Possibly. But I don't know how you can intervene without driving a bigger wedge between you and your brother. Mm -hmm. You could try confronting that woman. Oh, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Getting in her face and telling her, you know what's up and she's a piece of trash and stay away from your brother. That wouldn't go very well. I'm wondering if your your brother has like a a life coach or something like that. You know, I know some some I don't know the, the depths of your brother's cognitive abilities or anything does he have someone that that works with him on certain things emotional issues maybe you could make a phone call to someone that that's working with him anyway and expressing your concerns um but at some point he's still an adult and you got to treat him as one and respect him as a man and he's making some stupid decisions but you know oh well that's that's how you learn and i know it you want to protect him but I mean, it's a shame. I had a, spe a special needs person in my family and um, he ended up uh, being duped by a woman and lost a lot. He lost a lot, but you couldn't tell him otherwise. You couldn't tell him that, you know, this is a bad situation. So you have to let people, you have to let people go through it. And then you're there to kind of be a soft place for them to fall when it falls apart. It's a shame. It's a shame. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I'm a first-time mom and just gave birth to my beautiful baby girl in November. She's perfect and I'm obsessed with her. I'm truly enjoying being a mom, but the only downside is that I'm not with their father anymore. 
It was my choice to break things off for many reasons. He may be her biofather, but he is definitely not her parent. He lives in a different city and refuses to move closer to us, refuses to get an actual job, has only come to see her twice for a few hours each since she was born, says he'll come and visit, but then simply never shows up on the day of. He missed her first Christmas and New Year's. He had zero communication with me while I was giving birth to her and failed to even show up for that. He isn't even on her birth certificate because he failed to show up to sign the papers and has drug his feet on getting that fixed, even with me giving him info on how to do it. I have no desire to get back with him and at times feel like I'd rather never see or communicate with him again. But I know this was not fair to my daughter and it's important to be civil in the event he miraculously gets it together and decides to be a parent one day. I'm planning on filing for child support soon, but this gives me a lot of anxiety because he's not going to receive it well. It doesn't make me happy having to do this, and I hate that mean money hungry baby mama stigma. He's already upset with me for breaking things off and giving my daughter my last name and not his. Now what I need help deciding is how to handle the situation. I'm very angry and resentful towards him, so part of me doesn't even think I should tell him I'm filing for child support. The other part of me feels like I should call him and give him a heads up about it, but I don't even know how to start that conversation or what to say. What should I do and how should I approach this, Emily? Well, Emily, your daughter deserves the the financial support. Um, I've talked to other women who've been in a similar, not exactly, but similar. It's like, why are you struggling? I don't want him involved in any way, shape or form. I'm like, yeah, but you're struggling financially and at least he can contribute to you know, the expenses. I mean, that's the very least that can happen. I kind of wish you wouldn't have left his name off the birth certificate. I mean, that's an act of, um, that's, is that fixable, Robert? Can you go back and you can uh, legally, can you legally change that? Know. Sounds like she did it just to make him jump through another hoop. Right. See, I was, I was angry when my child was born as well. I was very angry and I, I threatened, I'm, I'm not going to give her your last name, which, you know, I was mad, but, you know, I ultimately decided to hyphenate it. You know, I hyphenated the last name and because I'm not a, you can't erase if you're saying I want to be civil, I want to do all these things. Well, you just gave him the biggest blow by not even giving the child his last name. Not that he deserves to be there. I mean, like you said, he doesn't show up. He's not present. But you even took his name off the birth certificate. And that's still his daughter. Um, gosh, you know, seems like a pretty easy process. It's it's I would I would get I would go ahead and file for the child support. I don't know how much the fee is, but yeah, you, oh, you mean about changing fee. the name? Yeah, the, it's pretty easy. Yeah, you just have to get the original birth certificate. Yeah, because and, I don't think that's setting. It's not setting the stage for a future relationship. It's like starting off on a really bad foot, and you say, you know, if he can turn around his life, if he can come back into his her life, you will welcome him back in that capacity. But his name's not even on the birth certificate, which is a huge. You know, and a lot of men, like you said, he's not a father to her, but he is her biological parent. You didn't ask me about that, but that's just my two cents on it. So I would go ahead and legally do the options because that's the right thing to do. Whether or not he comes around, whether he pitches a fit and stomps his feet, who cares? That's not the important thing. Your daughter just deserves to have the money to put food on the table, clothes on her back and get a good education. That's your responsibility until she's 18. And he should contribute to that. So are you asking me whether or not you should go through with it? What was your question again? Should she tell him ahead of time? Give him I don't like or? blindsiding. I do not like blindsiding people. Sometimes for safety reasons, you have to blindside somebody. If you were afraid of a violent reaction, then I still wouldn't blindside him, but I would do it in a safe space with people around that you trust to keep tempers from flaring. But I don't I don't like that blindsiding thing. Let him know what's going on so he's able to mentally prepare for it. 
He can lawyer up if he wants to. But I tell you a way to soften the blow on that is say, you know what, in hindsight, I want to apologize to you. I, I should have put your name on the birth certificate. But I'm also just letting you know I'm, I'm going to be filing for child support because our daughter deserves. If you're not going to be there in flesh, you're going to be there in cash. And we're going to make sure she has the life she deserves. I mean, I think that's fair enough. That's a good, good way to approach it, in my opinion. You know, Robert, this is the Valentine's Day episode of Love Letters to Kelly. And a lot of people are scrambling like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to get for Valentine's Day? Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you, a must have gift for Valentine's Day. My husband just got some Tommy John's buttery soft loungewear. I ordered mine and I'm so excited to when it comes in. Robert, look, a lot of people have been talking about women and women's loungewear, you know, especially in the last year of quarantine. Men are lounging around too. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Alan got, I want it for myself. Tommy John <laughs> has women's things too, but we were just ordering for him this time around. Right. And it's the most soft shirt that I've ever felt in a pair of sleep shorts. I am dying. And he won't let me borrow his stuff. My husband's really it's weird too about new. that. It's too new anyway. Well, no, it doesn't matter if it's a t-shirt he's had for 20 years. He does <laughs> oh, not. Really? It's weird. He doesn't <laughs> like me wearing his stuff. So I'm going to order my own Tommy John's because not only do they have the loungewear, because a lot of th- people, I think, believe Tommy John's. Oh, that's men's underwear. No, they have a women's underwear, loungewear, pajamas, too. So for Valentine's Day. If you've got a Valentine, Tommy John's is a great gift to give or show yourself some love. Just because you're alone on Valentine's Day, you deserve to feel some love. And listen, Tommy's got these new lace triangle bralettes with the softest second skin fabric. It's so beautiful. Ladies, you will love that. And like I said, my husband's products came in. We were so thrilled with the quality and there's no risk with Tommy John's. They have this best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Yeah. So what have you got to lose? And I promise you, you're going to love it and you'll never go back. Tommy John. Try it today. For a limited time, go to TommyJohn.com letters and say 15% on your first order, including the limited edition Valentine's gift sets. Ooh. Uh-huh. Go, <laughs> go right now. Last year, they sold out in just five days. Oh, you don't so, have time. You got to hurry, y'all. So 15% at TommyJohn.com letters on your first order that's tommyjohn.com slash letters see site for details dear kelly you are the love expert i am i have been with the love of my life for 20 years and we have been married for three my husband has been recently diagnosed with congestive heart failure and respiratory distress he also had a catheter surgically implanted into his side in order for me to assist in draining the fluid which builds up around his lungs due to the failing of his heart wow i work full-time and now i'm also a full-time caregiver I strongly believe in my marriage vows for better and for worse in sickness and in health. However, the sexual aspect of my life has been completely put on hold. My husband says that I am allowed a hall pass due to his condition. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I will tell you that we have always had a very open sexual relationship and that has always worked for us. But I feel oh, guilty well. engaging in any sexual behavior, but the temptation is there. What do you think I should do, Eddie? Well, Eddie, I mean, you just said, see, you just blew my um answer because you said y'all have always had an open relationship but the only difference now is is he can't go do his thing while you do yours that's the difference right i don't know to me it seems weird to uh, be draining catheters one minute and walking out the door to go on a date the next minute right my brain doesn't process it but robert we hear more and more about people who have these types of arrangements and it works for them so i mean i don't know your husband's prognosis i don't know if this is going to drag on for the next 
20 years of life. So you're looking at 20 years of draining catheters and a sexless relationship. Or is this like a temporary thing? Doctors are like, you know what? Six months, he should be in the all clear. Then I'd hang on. If there, you know, if it's a terminal situation, I don't mean to be morose or anything, but I mean, is it a terminal situation? There's some, there's a few pieces of information I need to give you a solid answer. But, you know, if you had an open marriage going into it and he's just like, I don't want you to spend the rest of your days. I, I appreciate you staying with me and I'm giving you my blessing. Shoot. Haven't we seen movies about this, Robert? Yeah, it seems yeah. like that's a script. Right. But I, I feel like every time that the person goes off and does it, it doesn't have a happy ending. Yeah. I personally wouldn't do it, but but that that whole part about you have an open marriage anyway. I tell you what, it would be one of those situations where if you do it, I would keep it so quiet. I wouldn't give no inkling. If I left the house, I wouldn't even put on cologne because I don't want him to think I'm going to go meet somebody. You know, I would just keep it so quiet. But, you know, there's also what's the end game here? What's the end game? Where is this going? And how long, how much longer are you being asked to put your sex life on hold? Yeah. Because it might just be a matter of just be patient. And, you know, sometimes we have to learn to curb our appetites, not just for food, but for sex. We have to curb our temptations for whatever it is, alcohol, drugs, sex, food. We have to just learn to be mature adults and hold it in for a minute and wait till the urge passes. But again, like I said, I don't, I don't know how long your, your husband's going to be sick and carrying on like this. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I've been married almost five years to my husband, and it's been bad since the beginning. I don't even know where to begin. He has been flirting and sending inappropriate pictures and videos to other women since day one. Things would be going good for a few weeks, and then I would have a bad feeling, and I'd find out, for one example of many, he had been talking to his ex-girlfriend all day every day for the previous three months. Or I'd find out that he had been requesting naked pictures from a married mutual friend, and they were sending them back and Mm. forth. I continue to put up with this and beg him to change. All throughout, he has been verbally and physically abusive. I continued mm. to put up with him until about five months ago when he confessed that he had cheated on me during our second year of marriage with a stripper. Mm. He used the excuse that it happened after his mom died and that I wasn't supportive enough. Mm-hmm. Ever since he told me it's this, your fault. Yep, it's your fault. I've been completely over him and have even told him multiple times that I want a divorce, but he doesn't take me serious. I want to leave. But then I start to wonder if I'm going to miss our life, our house, our dog. Honey. We have a lot of memories together, Kelly, and I worry that I will look back and miss our life together. Oh, honey. Something keeps nagging at me, telling me I won't, but I still have that fear. Also, to add to the mix, I began having an affair with a man back in September. Okay. Now. He treats me so good, and he's shown me what it actually feels like to be appreciated. I don't plan on dating this man, as I really want to have some alone time to work on myself. I feel like my husband drove me to this as I have never even flirted with another guy while we were married. Mm-mm. I don't know what I'm asking. I guess, am I wrong for leaving? And if not, how do I become strong enough to leave him? I feel like I keep waiting for a perfect time, even though I know it'll never come. I keep getting advice from other people, but I feel like the stuff they tell me is easier said than done. I'm sorry this letter's so long, but I appreciate any advice you can give Olivia. Olivia, it's time to cut it. Cut it out. First of all, you're running your mouth to everybody. Stop it. It's Just everybody stop else's the nonsense. Fault while everybody else was cheating. Stop the nonsense. He's blaming you for his cheating. And you're like, not my fault, but look what you just did. Mm-hmm. You're blaming him for your cheating. Yep. So, I mean, which one is it? You weren't responsible for him cheating. He's not responsible for your cheating. 
You're responsible for your own actions in this. It's time to get a spine. This has been a toxic relationship from day one. You don't have enough self-esteem or respect for yourself. You've been putting up with this and begging him to stay. Begging him to stay for what? He's cheating on you. He's flirting. He beats you. Physically abusive. Honey, I'd be gone. I don't know what the addiction you have to him, but you need to learn how to get over it. He must be get rich. over it. Is it that? Is it's it because not, that it's would the, be the only reason I can think of? Is it the devil you know? It's like I don't understand. You haven't told me how good he makes you feel. What what good memories? What wonderful memories? It sounds like horrible. You said from day one you've caught him cheating and flirting. Been bad marriage since day one. Are you one. addicted to the drama? Does it make you feel alive? There's something you're getting out of this. You don't sound like you're afraid to leave. It's just like you need somebody to kick you in the pants. So here's your little pants kicking. It's time to go. Get an attorney. Find out what your legal options are. Stop having an affair. You want to, you know, what What are you doing? You don't plan on seeing this guy. Is he going to lose all appeal to you once you're free and single and you're able to sleep with whoever you want? Suddenly this guy's not so great anymore. I don't understand what's going on in your head right now. But this marriage is not working. I love my dogs, too. But if I had to start all over and the only option I have was to leave my dogs behind, if I was in a toxic, abusive relationship, I would I would have to say, I'll go adopt another dog. I don't know. What is keeping you there? Is it the dog? Maybe he'll give you the dog. Who knows? Get an attorney. Please don't spend another minute in this ridiculous, absurd relationship. And making yourself feel bad about yourself. Every time you sleep with that guy that makes you feel so good, you feel good. You really feel good afterwards. Or do you feel kind of dirty because you're lying? You're living a lie. These letters are making me feel weird on Valentine's, right? This is our Valentine's (laughs) week. Robert, these are the letters you're giving me for Valentine's Day. What what am I going to do? They're all not good. I get it. That's why they're writing. They have problems. I get it. But this is icky behavior. Get an attorney, get a spine. You're a grown woman. You can do it. Women have, you don't have any, she didn't say she had any kids, did she? Uh, No. Women leave relationships that are abusive and disgusting and they've got kids and they've got nothing, but they do it because enough's enough. And you've just got to decide enough's enough. Love letters. Love letters to Caddy. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I'm 46 years old and I have three sons, ages 27, 21, and 13. My younger two sons are still in the house, so it's me and my boys. I've been a widow for 10 years and I've decided to give online dating a try. My problem is every time I go on a date, the guy will text me or call me every day after our first date, and that's way too much for me. When I say something to the guy, he normally gets all butthurt and never contacts me again. It's not the right one. Yeah, maybe I'm not really ready to date. I'm very happy with my life, and I really don't feel the need to date, but everyone, even my parents, tell me to try it. Two of my kids are already grown, and no one wants me to be alone. Do you have any advice? And just to let you know, I'm not doing laundry with any of these guys. I just want to date and not just one person to see who all's out there. Thanks, Lisa. Well, Lisa, you have to be in the right headspace for it. Don't date people just because your parents want you to or your kids want you to. If you're in the right headspace for it, you could have a really great time. And when any man is like that needy, you're just like, oh, that's not the right balance for you. So that's that's one no closer to your yes. Every date is one no closer to your yes. But if you're chill and you want to just give it a rest for a while, that that happened to me. I got on uh, Bumble. I was doing Bumble and Tinder at the same time. 
And I ended up dating a guy that didn't work out. And I took a break from it because I was like, I just could not imagine diving back in. Tried it for a couple of uh, maybe a month. And it's like, nope, I'm not ready because I wasn't enjoying it. I was dreading. If you're swiping and meeting guys and you're dreading those dates, then your heart's not in it. You're not ready. But when you are ready, you'll know it. But at some point you're like, but I would like somebody I want. I want to have somebody to do stuff with. Then you can go at it from a different you know, perspective, mm-hmm. and it'll be a completely different experience. I just, um, I was watching one of my housewives shows the other day. I've gotten uh, into Real Housewives of Salt Lake Salt City. Salt Lake, yeah. Have you been watching that, Robert? I haven't, but that's the hot one now. That is. I was watching that, and you know, it's a, there's a lot of Mormonism and and rules of Mormonism. I don't really understand all about the religion, but the um, the lead Heather on the show, her husband divorced her. And she's, in her words, not mine, basically she's been excommunicated. Like all of the friends cut her off because she's not this perfect Mormon family anymore. She's damaged goods. This Mm -hmm. is her words, not mine. So she said, I heard her, I was watching the show one week and she said, yeah, I tried Bumble or Match, whatever she said. And I tried it for two weeks and I had four dates and it just wasn't (laughs) working for me. I was like, excuse me? See, this is the problem with women. I tried it for two weeks and had four dates. Eh. That's a success. Four dates in two weeks. That's a huge success story, but it wasn't enough for her because you know what? She didn't find love on that first date. In four dates, she didn't find the man that was going to check off all the boxes and sweep her off her feet and say, I do. It didn't work. It was a failure. And I wanted to shake her through the TV screen. Four dates in two weeks is incredibly good yeah but like i said you've got to be in the right headspace for it to her that was a failure lisa take a breath take take a beat if you're not ready for it give it a rest maybe spring and summer you'll feel like revisiting it and say let's give it another try summertime's a great time and um maybe you'll be in a in a better headspace for it but don't give up completely but don't date just because everybody else is telling you to because the odds are i mean there is a chance a miracle will happen and you'll meet the man of your dreams But if you're not going into it with an open heart and an open mind, and it's just a beating going into it, the odds aren't in your favor. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. My best friend of 10 years just found out that she and her husband are expecting their first child. I'm over the moon for them. I know they both can't wait to be parents. And my husband and I have no kids and are, in fact, starting divorce proceedings. I haven't told my friend yet because at first I was embarrassed and was hoping my husband and I could work it out. Now, I don't want to tell her. Because I don't want to put a damper on what's supposed to be such a happy time for her. My question is, when do I tell her? Or should I hold off until we're further along and then divorced? I'm still holding out hope we will reconcile. Any advice appreciated, Blair? Honey, a pregnant woman is not going to break. Unless this is like a real um, sensitive pregnancy, touch and go, where like the doctors are like bed rest, no stress. She's fine. She can handle it. And she's going to be heartbroken if she finds out you're going through all of this and you kept it inside. Mm -hmm. I would be upset if I found out my best friend kept something for me because she thought I was too delicate and couldn't handle it. Like I said, if she's in a high risk pregnancy and stress is an issue, I understand where you're coming from, but friendship is a lot like a marriage for better, for worse in sickness and in health in good times and bad. She wants to be that support system for you. So share that with her. Tell her you're hopeful that it'll work out. But, you know, women get pregnant and bad stuff still happens. Yeah. You know, bad stuff's happening. You can't women who are pregnant aren't put in a bubble and everything's sunshine and lollipops until the baby pops out. I mean, stuff happens unless you're just not ready to tell anybody about it. But, you know, 
if she's your friend and y'all have shared everything else, I'm sure she would want to share this. And part what happens of your life if she finds well. out that other people know before her? You're really, I would in be trouble. really upset. I would be really upset. I'd be devastated because that's huge. And then you so can't I come back just, with that excuse of, oh, you were pregnant. I know that's silly because, I mean, you see pregnant women on Instagram and they are pumping iron <laughs> and running marathons. I'm like, y'all are crazy. I wasn't doing that. But, you know, I you can you'd be surprised at what a pregnant woman can handle. And I'll, I'll tell you what a lot of men think pregnant women can handle is opening the door for themselves. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't believe I thought, you know, a little bit about it. I've only been pregnant once. I wish I could have done it again. But I was really surprised. You do think, well, I'm pregnant now. I, I'm going to get special treatment. Oops. Hell no. <laughs> they didn't open no doors for me. No more than they do normally. Mm. I was just like, hey, pregnant woman, am, Hello, am I invisible? Here. What's going on? I'm supposed to get special treatment. No. Did your belly get so big that your arm wouldn't reach the door over it or not? No, I will tell you this, though. <laughs> you you forget, like, because this thing is protruding from you and your sense, your sense of uh, distance, your yeah. distance perspective is off. So I would turn sometimes and I would hit my belly because... You know, my hips are back here. My belly's way out totally. there and my my depth perception was off. So I would I would hit my belly on stuff quite a lot. Right. And what what you could squeeze through last week, not this week. Yeah, that's kind of fun. though. <laughs> it's like, man, what is my body doing now? Wow. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I have the most generous, sweet and kind boss. We are both women in leadership positions and my boss is amazing at what she does. We are even friends outside of work. I could never fill her shoes, and I'm constantly impressed by how well she knows her stuff. However, she is absolutely terrible at managing a team. Our department is small, and I've worked with her the past two years. While I love my job, my paycheck, and the opportunity I've been given, her lack of leadership skills honestly has me searching for different opportunities. I struggle getting out of bed and loathe going to work because there's so much more I want for our team, and change feels so distant. She's been in this role for a while, so she's very set in her ways. I've had a couple of heart-to-hearts with her, and now she still doesn't get it. She's not helping me develop, but always tells me I'm amazing and doing great, but I never really know how my performance measures up because she's very zeroed in on her work, which sometimes causes us as a team to fail. I don't trust talking to others about this in our building, including HR, because they've known each other longer, and I fear I'd start unnecessary drama. Do I approach this by continuing to try to get through to her or just surprise her one day with a new job announcement? She'd be devastated. Or maybe I can just come work with y'all. Ah, Conflicted. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't stay in a in a job that's making me miserable and not wanting to get out of bed every morning. Life's too short. Do something you love. Start putting feelers out there and just, you know, get on LinkedIn. Get your resume brushed up and see what's out there. Y'all can still be friends. If you have an incredible opportunity that comes along, it'd be one thing if you were doing a parallel move. And she'd be like, why would you leave? You're, you're doing the same exact thing. That would probably you know, hurt her heart and spirit. But if you're if you're going to another job where you're going to get a bigger title, more money, what friend's going to stand in your way? Right. Y'all could still meet for lunch. Y'all could still do all those girlfriend things, unless it's just a work friendship. And that happens a lot, too. You're friends with people at work, and you're like, you laugh together, you cry together. It's just the best. But then one of you leaves a job, and you never speak again. That's right. just That's just life. But, you know, I wouldn't... If you're not going to do anything to change the situation you're in, you've, you've tried subtle ways, but nothing, you know, very bold. You're not going to go tattletale on her because you don't want her to get her in trouble. I'd start looking for another job and looking to advance your career, because if she's wanting to hold you down from that, that's just not a good friend to begin with. Right. So I'd go make it happen. 2021, baby. 
Yeah. Get it, get her done in 21, right? That was my slogan. <laughs> I kind of dropped the ball on it. Yeah, I was gonna get say, her done in 21. Okay. And Robert, speaking of that, I am done with this week's episode All right. <laughs> of Love Letters to Kelly. Done. I could talk for hours, but I hope everyone has a really great Valentine's holiday. If you don't have someone special in your life, you know what? There were many Valentine's days when I was alone. Robert, you could say the same. Yep. We survived it. It's one night out of the year. Grab a friend. You know, if you if you're both, you know, healthy, you've done your little test, you know, you're both good. Get together make dinner together, watch a movie, do whatever you can. You don't need to be alone on Valentine's Day, but you you know, I hope you don't feel lonely. That's the thing. It's how different people, to be alone and lonely. How many people are hooking up with uh, uh, more than one person this holiday? A lot. What do you mean? Like a girlfriend. and uh, like Oh, you mean like Galentine's? Or, no, I I'm talking meant... about like, people cheating. Oh my gosh. I, I was hoping you weren't talking about no, that. that. I don't know. I mean, Hell, that's what over half our letters we're dealing with. Yeah, that's true. And maybe next week we'll get a whole batch of letters like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. Valentine's Day was the end of my relationship. Uh, I found you know? out blank. Yeah, because if it doesn't go the way you want, you might find out, oh, I'm the other woman. What? You never know, right? Yep. So next week, hopefully, will be a lot of fun. But thank you again to Laura Campbell for sending in her sweet granddaughters, Penelope and Hattie Drew, singing the Love Letters to Kelly jingle this week. If you've got grandkids, grandparents, if you would like to sing the jingle, or if you have a question for me, or Robert. Robert's here, too. He's got advice to give. I do. You can go to loveletterstokelly.com. Love Letters. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.